It's a funny story how I ended up here in Detroit from a video I made as a joke two weeks ago where I criticized someone for spending $4,200 per month on exotic cars. And what's about to happen very shortly I could have never imagined. I'm going to meet this person and see firsthand if I can transform their budget from an expensive life of luxury, designer clothes, and fast cars to one of shrewd financial freedom. So we just got here to Detroit. We're outside of Alex's hair salon. We're about to go in, meet him for the first time, and see if maybe we can help improve his finances and finally get him to maybe budget a little bit. So let's get this a shot. Well, welcome. Yeah, I got the whole so thing kind of set up for you. Came prepared. Yeah, well, this is what it, we man. do. Cool, let's do it. Awesome. By the way, I had no idea the video I did would get so many views. I filmed that last minute as a complete joke. And the, the, first of all, the fact that so many people watched it is mind-blowing to me. And then the fact that you reached out. How did, how did you see the video? So I've actually been subscribed to your channel for a while. And so... From I, before then? From before, the, before everything aired on CNBC. What? So um, I was subscribed, and when I got a notification that you uploaded, yeah. it was literally my video. I saw the title... $4,200 on cars. And I was like, oh, that's me. <laughs> wow. So what was your reaction with that video? Because I, I, I'm sorry I said you went, I, you, just, you went half stupid. And I yeah. totally get that. So yeah. I think I have a fairly tough skin. And I didn't read any of the comments because I just don't want to open up that can of worms. But okay. I think it was, I really appreciate how kind you were to me during the whole video. And uh, you gave me a lot of tips and pointers and a lot of them that I've implemented because I feel like I am really young and I don't really have a financial advisor. And so I'm kind of learning as I'm going. And so I think it's um, the biggest thing that I've learned from putting all of my information out there is that it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to not know everything. And I feel like it's, I've just been doing a lot of learning about finances lately. So I actually like really appreciate your video a lot. Thank you, man. Now for those that are just tuning in and don't know your backstory, it's honestly, it's really impressive. So at 25 years old, you're making over $280,000 a year by running your own business. Yes. That's incredible. Thank you. How did you get started doing that? Did you go to college and how did you know this is what you wanted to do? So I actually didn't go to a four-year university. To get a cosmetology license in the state of Michigan, you just have to do the cosmetology program through an accredited school. Okay. Um, and so it's it's like a trade school, essentially. And um, I did, it's a 10-month program. And so I did that right out of high school because I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I always knew that I was really creative and I was decent at math and science and I really loved being creative and so hairdressing is kind of all of all of those things combined and my mom actually pressured me into it she was like all right it's something that she kind of always wanted to do and now that um I've had a successful business my mom actually went back to school and got her cause license and now she does our distribution for our products now but how did you grow from doing that to then becoming a business owner how did this start off So uh, how I kind of grew uh, was a lot through Instagram. I posted a lot of my work on Instagram and I got a lot of clients through that and making sure that my quality of work was always there so people would send their friends and I would get a lot of referrals and eventually got to a point where I was so busy at the salon that I was at, I was making more and booking more than a lot of the senior stylists that had been there for 30 years. I knew that 
once I was kind of grow like maxed, I knew that it was kind of time to move on. Yeah. And I think I was at a really good place in my life to just decide, like, I really think I want to branch out and do my own thing. And it happened a lot faster than I anticipated that yeah. it would. And what's it like running a business being 25? Um, you got to sacrifice a good amount of your social life, yeah. I think. Um, I'm not out every night. I don't go to a ton of functions because I'm... When you don't work a nine to five, I think that you work a 24 seven. So no matter what, I'm always on my phone. I'm always accessible to the stylists and my staff and, and things like that. But I think I'm, I'm happy that I'm young enough to feel like I have the energy to do all of that. And I still do like all of my travel for my education and, and things like that. I'd rather do it now when I'm young than, yeah. than later down the line for sure. Right. And how did you discover that Instagram was the way to go? With this because I really do believe that social media is the key to growing any business right now. Absolutely, totally. And I think that there's so many great um, business features that Instagram has, but they're more recent. But I really just started posting my hair pictures because my personal life wasn't really that interesting. Um, so I just started posting before and after pictures, especially of hair extensions. And that's when my business really took off was with extensions because it's so hard to find somebody that's really good with um, extensions because it's such an expensive service that people want to make sure that they're going to somebody great. And so I thought it was important to put my work out there because I think Instagram at this point is more of a portfolio than it is a per post kind of, I mean, obviously posts are, are important, but I think it's when you look at somebody's feed on Instagram, you can say, wow, this person really knows what they're doing. I want to make an appointment with them. Yeah. And right now, how is your income broken down between the salon and you offer a product and then teaching? Right. So out of that, it gets broken about 30 for education. Okay. And I really don't make almost anything off of owning the salon because being a new business, we've only been open for two and a half years. Yeah. I would rather not take money from the business for my own gain and put it back into the business. So we're constantly remodeling. Like all these shelves are custom built. All the stations are custom built. Like I just wanted really quality stuff for, for my staff and making sure that we get as much education as humanly possible and, and things like that. I'd rather fund the business than I would my own pocket right now. So um, I don't take a lot from the business. Yeah. But a, most, I would, a huge chunk of what I take home, at like 190-ish, is yeah. from doing hair behind the chair just with my personal clients, because I work with two to three assistants at a time, and any given day we take between eight and 22 clients. So it's crazy. Did you ever think that you would be making this amount of money? I don't know if I woke up one day as a kid and was like, I'm gonna make a ton of money one day. But I have always enjoyed spending and saving, and I really, like, I, I love, the business aspect of things, I always knew that I was gonna make something, but I had no, I didn't wake up one day and was like, I'm gonna okay. drive a G-Wagon. Yeah. I, I always, I always I wanted to. $4,200 a month right? in cars. I, I mean, I always <laughs> wanted to, but I never thought it would be like an actual reality. So first of all, I wanna know what happened after the CNBC post? So. Cause that uh, did well with views. That was one of the most viewed CNBC Make It videos that they've done. It's definitely top five. I think, uh, I think they knew what they were doing with the title of that video for sure. It's yeah. a clickbaity title, but um, I had no idea that it was going up because they didn't really warn me that it was going up. So I literally like woke up to a million Instagram messages about it. Um, 
But I think the biggest things that I've like changed yeah. since that went up is I moved my checking into a higher yield savings. That account. nearly gave me a heart attack. I li- so, so watching your reaction so, about it was amazing. So first of all, was that a business? That was your own checking account. That's not a business account. That's that was not your a own. Business account. That was personal. Thing is, I've never had a financial advisor. Yeah. And every year that like I've been doing hair, I make more and more, and yeah. so. I think that I'm learning as I'm going. And so I think the video was like, I mean, obviously doing CNBC and watching your video was super helpful for me because I have no idea about how to manage finances or really like over, like hugely safe. I had no idea, but now I have like a little bit more of a grasp on it. So at that time, so you had all this money sitting in a checking account. And what other investments did you have at the time? Was it was it none? It Besides, was really it was all like, in the business. other than doing my monthly contribution to my brokerage and my Roth IRA, life insurance, and yeah. everything. I didn't have any like tangible investments. No. Okay. So the one thing I was trying to figure out in the very beginning, I was talking about the taxes, and I'm like 280, and you don't really have much left over after taxes. I said you were in an S corp. And then paid out as a distribution. Because I, what, what did I say? I said, you're smart enough to make the money. There's no way that you're not doing this in an S-Corp. Right. Am I correct? Yes. We are an S-Corp yes. for owning the business, for sure. Okay, perfect. And also, all of the stuff that I do behind the chair, we get paid out as a W-2. So I'm actually not a 1099 employee behind the chair. So the 280 is after taxes. Well, that changes everything. Man. It does change a little bit. Okay. And that's why I was excited to like yeah. meet with you. Because I think a lot of people took that as like, because most people that own their own business, they automatically assume that they're a 1099 employee. Technically, I have an S corp, and all of my hair that I do behind the chair, I pay, I get paid the exact same as my employees because I don't think I'm special. Right. Okay. So I wanted to make sure that it's a super even playing field, and I, the way that we pay our employees is a commission based, and the more yeah. you bring in, the more you make, you get a raise, you get a higher percentage, things like that. Okay. Um, the reason I did the lease of the G's because it was just one of those things where it's like I could afford it and I always wanted to have one and I until last year didn't have a credit card everything I've ever paid for has always been debit and then let's go to the handbags right because I think that was another point okay so people did get triggered over the the bags that was that was something that people thought was was ridiculous and I think I even mentioned the, well, I mentioned the designer clothing, but right. what what about the bags? Is that something that maybe we can cut back on, or what is what is? So the the Hermes bags specifically, um, if you guys don't know anything about um, Hermes bags, they actually hold their value better than the S and P five hundred annually and gold. So gold has usually like a one and a half percent like yield on investment annually. And S&P 500 usually has an 8.5% average um, annual yield. A Birkin bag, if you keep it in good condition, usually has a 14.5% return on investment yearly. So I got to get in on this. I wish that you would. I will teach you everything you need to know about it. But I I had always wanted one because it was just one of those things where it's a a status symbol for sure. and also they're so hard to get your hands on that it's like the hunt for to get one is so wild um, that uh, once I got one, I held, I held onto it for two years and I was like, oh, I'm kind of over this. Like, I don't really use it that much. And I feel like it was so expensive to sit on the shelf that I sold it. I put it on eBay and I actually ended up selling it for like $2,500 more than what I paid for it and it was used. 
they hold their value so much and they the value goes up because the prices in the store for new bags go up so high and they're so hard to get your hands on. Hermes has kind of created this game about getting one, that you have to be special to get one, that so many people want them that they're willing to pay a premium to skip the wait at the store to get one. And so you can sell one that you've held on for a few years if you take really good care of them for way more than what you paid for it. It reminds me of vintage Ferraris yeah. and vintage Rolexes yeah. are the other things that go up in value yeah. more than the stock market. Now, in terms of retirement, though, because you had yeah. mentioned you don't want to retire at 65, when do you want to retire? Um, I know realistically that I'm a workaholic, that I'm never going to be completely done working, but I don't want to have to rely on doing hair um, forever. So I would like, realistically, I'd like to be maybe 50. How much are you saving now? After um, the CNBC thing, what is your current plan to hit that? Um, so besides investing in, in Birkin bags, obviously. <laughs> so um, besides the Birkin bags, which are a good investment, fight with me about it. So um, I actually just bought into um, uh, an apartment building okay. in Metro Detroit, um, which there's like a really solid plan on flipping that and making okay. a big profit on that. And um, I moved all of my checking over to a higher yield savings. So okay. that way I can build a little bit okay. more wealth over time. Do you know offhand how much you're saving every month now? Um, I think it's like seven or 8,000 a month that I'm saving now. Okay. So that's about 90,000 a year. Yeah. Okay. And what's your goal in retirement? Is it to continue spending like you do right now? To I keep the current lifestyle? Yeah, I don't want to compromise my lifestyle because okay. I feel I like my life. Okay. It's pretty cool. So do you know how much you would need in order to sustain this lifestyle right now? I don't, and I don't, and that's why I'm excited we're talking about it. Okay. You would need about $5 million okay. invested in the market to produce you about probably 150 to 180,000 after taxes. Right. So that's your goal right there is, is cool. $5 million. And I feel like that's, we can do that. Okay. Now let's figure out exactly how many years this is going to take you to hit $5 million, assuming you're saving 90,000 a year. Right. Okay. Let's figure this out really quick. It's going to take you 20 years. Okay. 20 years. Assuming you're saving $96,000 a year. That's earlier that's than I, that's earlier than 50. That would yeah. be, I would be 45. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this changes everything because the CNBC video had you like $1,800 a month having nothing left over. But the fact that you're saving this much, you're saving about 25% of your income right now. Right. Right off the top. Right. That's enough to retire in 20 years. But for the sake of frugality, right. are there things that you think you can cut back on after seeing what the reaction has been like so far? Are totally. there things that you can think... What, what are you willing to cut back on? I mean, I definitely feel like I can cut back on the Uber Eats. I can cut back on my clothing. I can cut back on uh, my entertainment. Like when CNBC said I did like entertainment, it was like a roundabout value. I don't yeah, have to yeah. like pick up everybody's yeah. tab everywhere I go yes. all the time. But yeah, absolutely. I There's... think that's one of the things that I mentioned in the video is that all of these things are things that you could cut out. Totally. If, if the economy, you know, went to and the business, something happens with that. These aren't obligations. Like you don't have to do all of these things and you can basically cut, I would say, half of your budget out almost overnight if totally. you needed to. Are you going to go on mint.com tonight and make a budget and just start tracking your spending every single month and really track and making sure that everything is there, everything is accounted for? Totally. And start squeezing out a little bit more savings. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. I know it didn't look like I save a lot from the CNBC article because of the word choice on the pie chart, but I save a lot. Yeah. So I think it's really important. And maybe just invest. You can have multiple streams of income. I think that's another huge thing for building wealth 
is having multiple streams of income, not just having one. Because there's, there's only so many heads of hair that I can do in a year. There's just, it's, there's, I can only have so much help. I can only have, because even my help is hired help. I pay two or three assistants, just depends on what we're doing. Um, and there's only so much that I can do with the time that I'm given. And so having multiple streams of income is so important for building wealth. And that's like why we have like the salon and doing my own clients and education and a product line. And we have so many other things. And play. YouTube. And you better, YouTube, hopefully. Coming, I prom- yeah. And I have all of my Instagram sponsorship do- like stuff. It's, yeah, it's all, it's so important to have multiple streams because even if the economy tanks on one of them, you still have another five streams of income. That's, That's so important. important. I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. Any spending regrets that you have that you can look back and you, should, and you would think, I shouldn't have bought that. Shouldn't have spent money on that. That was a mistake. Um, The only thing I would ever think of like as a huge mistake is probably paying full retail price for a lot of fashion stuff. I can get, I shop on the real real all the time now. I shop on anything. Like I I don't have to pay full price for a Gucci tracksuit. I can buy it for like a quarter of the price yeah. on something else. So okay. yeah, there's little things like that because I'm not willing to not wear Gucci. It's great. On that same token, please save your money. <laughs> please save your money. Yeah. And I think that that's the biggest thing I try and tell my staff is save your money. Yeah. Hairdressers are notoriously terrible at saving their money. So with that said, you guys, thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate it. By the way, I've been telling him to start a YouTube channel this entire time. So if the link is in the top of the description. Go and subscribe to him. I've been telling him the deal is he's got to post two YouTube videos on his YouTube channel. And if he does that by Wednesday, then your link goes at the very top of the description. If you don't do that, the link's not gonna be there and you failed. So now is your chance. If you're gonna do it, it. if you're gonna do it, everyone's gonna watch this. Hopefully just go and subscribe. Cool. Okay. There we go. Well, I'll have two videos up, I promise. Okay, good. Also, feel free to subscribe to this channel, obviously. Add me on Instagram. I post it pretty much daily, so if you want to be a part of it there, feel free to add me there. Thank you again for watching, and until next time.